Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, original edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing with our reading in Chapter 13, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, today's reading is in Section 7, The Happy Learner. At the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day. Today's lesson being 151. All things are echoes of the voice for God. And Fran has graciously continues to lead those. Let me uh, um, turn to you now, Lori. Would you deliver us your poetic opening? I'd love to. Such a beautiful gift from Teresa of Avalon. In light of all things are echoes of the voice for God. Here's a blessing. May today there be peace within. May you trust God that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. May you use those gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content knowing you are a child of God. Let this presence settle into your bonds and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us because all things are echoes of the voice of God. Amen. Perfect. That was perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. That was beautiful. Amen. Thanks. It's a happy start, huh? (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, with us in the reading this morning, I have Lori, Fran, Robin Marie, Harrison, Karen, Donna, and Jessica. And with us in listening is Lana. Is there anyone else who's joined the call 
who would like to say good morning or um, <laughs> and join the reading list or just say good morning and listen. All right. I'll go ahead and get us started then with Chapter 13, From Perception to Knowledge, Section 7, The Happy Learner. The Holy Spirit needs a happy learner in whom his mission can be happily accomplished. You who are steadfastly devoted to misery must first recognize that you are miserable and not happy. The Holy Spirit cannot teach without this contrast, for you believe that misery is happiness. This has so confused you that you have undertaken to learn what you can never do, believing that unless you learn it, you will not be happy. You do not realize that the foundation on which this most peculiar learning goal depends means absolutely nothing. It does make sense to you. I apologize, but I have to say, I feel like I should have read that in the first person. Um, Lori? Chapter 13, From Perception to Knowledge. Section 7, The Happy Learner. Paragraph 54, The Holy Spirit needs a happy learner in whom his mission can be happily accomplished. You who are steadfastly devoted to misery must first recognize that you are miserable and not happy. The Holy Spirit cannot teach without this contrast, for you believe that misery is happiness. This has so confused you that you have undertaken to learn to do what you can never do, believing that unless you learn it, you will not be happy. You do not realize that the foundation on which this most peculiar learning goal depends means absolutely nothing. It does make sense to you. Page, paragraph 55. Have faith in nothing and you will find the so-called treasure that you sought. Yet you will add another burden to your mind, already burdened, or you would not have sought another. You will believe that nothing is of value and will value it. A little piece of glass, a speck of dust, a body or a war are one to you. For if you value one thing made of nothing, you have believed that nothing can be precious and that you can learn how to make the untrue true. Thank you, Lori and Fran. 55. <clears throat> have faith in nothing and you will find the quote-unquote treasure that you sought. Yet you will add another burden to your mind already burdened, or you would not have sought another. You will believe that nothing is of value and will value it. A little piece of glass, a speck of dust, a body, or a war are one to you. 
For if you value one thing made of nothing, you have believed that nothing can be precious and that you can learn how to make the untrue true. 56. The Holy Spirit, seeing where you are, but knowing you are elsewhere, begins his lesson in simplicity with the fundamental teaching that truth is true. This is the hardest lesson you will ever learn, and in the end, the only one. Simplicity is very difficult for twisted minds. Consider all the distortions you have made of nothing, all the strange forms and feelings and actions and reactions that you have woven out of it. Nothing is so alien to you as the simple truth, and nothing are you less inclined to listen to. The contrast between what is true and what is not is perfectly apparent, yet you do not see it. Thank you, friend. And um, let's see. Yes, uh, Robin Marie, would you please read 57 through... Uh, 56 through 58, I'm sorry. 56 through 58. Sure. Okay. 56. The Holy Spirit, seeing where you are, but knowing you are elsewhere, begins his lesson in simplicity with the fundamental teaching that truth is true. This is the hardest lesson you will ever learn, and in the end, the only one. Simplicity is very difficult for twisted minds. Consider all the distortions you have made of nothing, all the strange forms and feelings and actions and reactions that you have woven out of it. Nothing is so alien to you as the simple truth, and nothing are you less inclined to listen to. The contrast between what is true and is not is perfectly apparent, yet you do not see it. 57. The simple and the obvious are not apparent to those who would make palaces and royal robes of nothing, believing they are kings with golden crowns because of them. All this the Holy Spirit sees and teaches simply that all this is is not true. To these unhappy learners who would teach themselves nothing and delude themselves into believing that it is not nothing, the Holy Spirit says with steadfast quietness. 58. The truth is true. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is real. And everything beside it is not there. Let me make the one distinction for you which you cannot make but need to learn your faith in nothing is deceiving you offer offer your faith to me and I will place it gently in the holy place where it belongs you will find no deception there but only the simple truth and you will love it because you will understand it. Thank you, Robin Marie. 
and Harrison, would you read 57 through 59? 57. The simple and the obvious are not apparent to those who would make palaces and royal robes of nothing, believing they are they are kings with golden crowns because of them. All this the Holy Spirit sees and teaches simply that all this is not true. To these unhappy learners who would teach themselves nothing, and delude themselves into believing that it is not nothing. The Holy Spirit says with steadfast quietness, the truth is true. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is real and everything beside it is not there. Let me, capital M, make the one distinction for you which you cannot make but need to learn. Your faith in in nothing is deceiving you. Offer your faith to me, Captain, and I will place it gently in the holy place where it belongs. You will find no deception there, but only the simple truth, and you will love it because you will understand it. Like you, the Holy Spirit did not make truth. Like God, he knows it to be true. He brings the light of truth into the darkness and lets it shine on you. And as it shines, your brothers see it and realize that this light is not what you have made. They see in you more than you see. They will be happy learners of the lesson which this light brings to them because it teaches them release from nothing and from all the works of nothing. The heavy chains which seem to bind them unto despair, they do not see as nothing until you bring the light to them. And then, 
they see the chains have disappeared. And so they must have been nothing. And you will see it with them because you taught them gladness and release. They will become your teachers in release and gladness. Thank you, Harrison. And Karen, would you read uh, the last sentence of 57 through 60? To these unhappy learners who would teach themselves nothing and delude themselves into believing that it is not nothing, the Holy Spirit says, with quiet, I mean, with steadfast, excuse me, the Holy Spirit says with steadfast quietness. 58. The truth is true. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is real. And everything beside it is not there. Let me make the one distinction for you, which you cannot make but need to learn. Your faith in nothing is deceiving you. Offer your faith to me and I will place it gently in the holy place where it belongs. You will find no deception there, but only the simple truth. And you will love it because you will understand it. 59. Like you, the Holy Spirit did not make truth. Like God, he knows it to be true. He brings the light of truth into the darkness and lets it shine on you. And as it shines, your brothers see it. And realizing that this light is not what you have made, they see in you more than you see. They will be happy learners of the lesson which this light brings to them because it teaches them release from nothing and from all the works of nothing. The heavy chains which seem to bind them unto despair, they do not see as nothing until you bring the light to them. And then they see the chains have disappeared. And so they must have been nothing. And you will see it with them. Because you taught them gladness and release, they will become your teachers in release and gladness. 60. When you teach anyone that truth is true, you learn it with them. And so you learn that what seemed hardest was the easiest. Learn to be happy learners. You will never learn how to make nothing everything. You see that this has been your goal and recognize how foolish it has been. Be glad it is undone. For when you look at it in simple honesty, it is undone. We said before, quote, be not content with nothing, unquote. 
for you have believed that nothing could content you. It is not so. Well, thank you, Karen. And Donna, would you read 60, 61? <clears throat> when you teach anyone that truth is true, you learn it with him. And so you learn that when that what that what seems hardest was the easiest. Learn to be happy learners. You will never learn how to make nothing everything. Yet that is yet see that this has been your goal and recognize how foolish it has been. Be glad it is undone. For when you look at it in simple honesty, it is undone. We said before, quote, be not content with nothing, end quote. For you have believed that nothing could content you. It is not so. 61. If you would be a happy learner, you must give everything that you have learned over to the Holy Spirit to be unlearned for you. And then begin to learn the joyous lessons that come quickly on the firm foundation that truth is true. For what is built there is true and built on truth. The universe of learning will open up before you in all its gracious simplicity. With truth before you, you will not look back. Thank you, Donna. And Jessica. 61. If you would be a happy learner, you must give everything that you have learned over to the Holy Spirit to be unlearned for you. And then begin to learn the joyous lessons that come quickly on the firm foundation that truth is true. For what is builded there is true and built on truth. The universe of learning will open up before you in all its gracious simplicity. With truth before you, you will not look back. 62. The happy learner meets the conditions of learning here, as he also meets the conditions of knowledge in the kingdom. All this lies in the Holy Spirit's plan to free you from the past and open up the way to freedom for you. For truth is true. What else could ever be or ever was? This simple lesson holds the key to the dark door which you believe is locked forever. You made this door of nothing and behind it is nothing. The key is only the light which shines away the shapes and forms and fears of nothing. Accept this key to freedom from the hands of Christ who gives it to you that you may join him in the holy task of bringing light to darkness. For like your brothers, you do not realize 
the light has come and freed you from the sleep of darkness. Thank you, Jessica. And is there a new reader for 62 and 3? Do we have a new reader for paragraph 62 and 63? Okay, um, back to you, Lori. The happy learner meets the conditions of learning here as he also meets the conditions of knowledge in the kingdom. All this lies in the Holy Spirit's plan to free you from the past and open up the way to freedom for you. For you. For truth is true. What else could ever be or ever was? This simple lesson holds the key to the dark door which you believe is locked forever. You made this door of nothing and behind it is nothing. The key is only the light which shines away the shapes and forms and fears of nothing. Accept this key to freedom from the hands of Christ who gives it to you that you may join him in the holy task of bringing light to darkness. For like you, whoops, for like your brothers, you do not realize the light has come and freed you from the sleep of darkness. 63. Behold your brothers in their freedom and learn of them how to be free of darkness. The light in you will awaken them and they will not leave you asleep. The vision of Christ is given the very instant that it is perceived, where everything is clear. All of it is holy. It is all holy. The quietness of its simplicity is so compelling you will realize it is impossible to deny the simple truth for there is nothing else God is everywhere and his son is in him with everything can he sing the dirge of sorrow when this is true thank you Lori and Fran. 63. Behold your brothers in their freedom and learn of them how to be free of darkness. The light in you will waken them and they will not leave you asleep. The vision of Christ is given the very instant that it is perceived. Where everything is clear, it is all holy. The quietness of his simplicity is so compelling that you will realize it is impossible to deny the simple truth, for there is nothing else. God is everywhere, and his Son is in him with everything. Can he sing the dirge of sorrow when this is true? Thank you, friend. Mm. 
right. Um, to summarize this section, I think to focus. <laughs> okay, maybe I, sh I should just kind of uh, deal with uh, any imposter syndrome by fessing up and reading the first paragraph in the first person. <laughs> um, let's see. The Holy Spirit needs a happy learner in whom his mission can be happily accomplished. I who have been steadfastly devoted to misery must first recognize that I am miserable and not happy. Holy Spirit cannot teach without this contrast. For I believe that misery is happiness. This has so confused me that I have undertaken to learn what I can never do, believing that unless I learn it, I will not be happy. Sort of a double impossibility in there. I did not realize that the foundation on which this most peculiar learning goal depends means absolutely nothing did seem to make sense to me. Okay. All right. Um, so, if we have faith in nothing, we will find the quote-unquote treasure that we seek. And anything can become a value. A little piece of glass, a speck of dust, a body, or a war are one to you in that state. For if you value one thing made of nothing, you have believed that nothing can be precious and that you can learn how to make the untrue true. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, seeing where you are but knowing you are elsewhere, begins his lesson in simplicity with the fundamental teaching that Truth is true. This is the hardest lesson you will ever learn, and in the end, the only one. Simplicity is very difficult for twisted minds. This is from 57. The simple and obvious are not apparent to those who would make palaces and royal robes of nothing believing they are kings with golden crowns because of them. All this the Holy Spirit sees and teaches simply that all this is not true. And to these unhappy learners who would teach themselves nothing and delude themselves into believing that it is not nothing, the Holy Spirit says with steadfast quietness, the truth is true. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is real. And everything beside it, it is not there. Instructs us to offer our faith to him. And he will place it gently in the holy place where it belongs. And we'll find no deception there, but only the simple truth. Like you, the Holy Spirit did not make truth. Like God, he knows it to be true. 
excuse me. He brings the light of truth into the darkness and lets it shine on you. And as it shines, your brothers see it, and realizing that this light is not what you have made, they see in you more than you see. They will be happy learners of the lesson which this light brings to them because it teaches them relief from nothing and from all the works of nothing. When you teach anyone that truth is true, you learn it with him. And so you learn what seemed hardest was easier. Learn to be happy learners. You will never learn how to make nothing everything. Yet see that this has been your goal and recognize how foolish it has been. Be glad it is undone, for when you look at it in simple honesty, it is undone. We said before, be not content with nothing. For you have believed that nothing could content you. It is not so. And now to perhaps why it seems difficult. If you would be a happy learner, you must give everything you have learned over to the Holy Spirit to be unlearned for you. And then you can begin to learn the joyous lessons that come quickly on the firm foundation that the truth is true. For what is built there is true and built on truth. The universe of learning will open up before you in all its gracious simplicity. One more time here. A happy learner meets the conditions of learning here as he meets the conditions of knowledge in the kingdom. All this lies in the Holy Spirit's plan to free you from the past and open up the way to freedom for you. For truth is true. What else could be, what else could ever be, or ever was? This simple lesson holds the key to the dark door which you believe is locked forever. You made this door of nothing and behind it is nothing. The key is only the light which shines away the shapes and forms and fears of nothing. Except this key to freedom from the hands of Christ who gives it to you that you may join him in the holy task of bringing light to darkness. For like your brothers, you do not realize the light has come and has freed you from the sleep of darkness. Behold your brothers in their freedom and learn of them how to be free of darkness. The light in you will waken them and they will not leave you asleep. The vision of Christ is given the very instant that it is perceived. Where everything is clear, it is all holy. The quietness of its simplicity is so compelling that you will realize it is impossible to deny the simple truth, for there is nothing else. 
God is everywhere, and his Son is in him with everything. Can he sing the dirge of sorrow when this is true? Thank you, Lemoyne. Yeah, thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thanks, Lemoyne. You are welcome. You needed that. Um, I think uh, unless someone has a burning desire to express the simplicity of how the truth is true, I'd like to turn to you, Fran, and have you lead us through the through the lesson. All things are echoes of the voice of God. Okay, thank you. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook, and we have finished the review four, and we're back to original lessons on this lesson for today is lesson 151, All Things Are Echoes of the Voice of God. So I shall read some from the lesson, and then we'll do our five-minute practice. Okay. All Things Are Echoes of the voice of God. No one can judge on partial evidence. That is not judgment. It is merely an opinion based on ignorance and doubt. You do not seem to doubt the world you see. You do not really question what is shown you through the body's eyes. Nor do you ask why you believe it, even though you learned a long while since your senses do deceive. How can you judge? Your judgment rests upon the witness that your senses offer you. Yet witness never falser was than this. But how else do you judge the world you see? You cannot judge. You merely can believe the ego's judgments, all of which are false. This thing it speaks of and would yet defend it, tells you is your, tells you is yourself. Let him, capital H, be judge of what you are. For he has certainty in which there is no doubt, because it rests on certainty so great that doubt is meaningless before its face. Christ cannot doubt himself. Let him, capital H, be judge as well of everything that seems to happen to you in this world. He will select the elements in them and represent the truth and disregard those aspects which reflect but idle dreams. Such is your resurrection. For your life is not a part of anything you see. It stands beyond the body and the world, past every witness for unholiness, within the holy, holy as itself. We practice wordlessly today except at the beginning of the time you spend with God. We introduce these times with but a single, slow 
repeating of the thought with which the day begins. And then we watch our thoughts, appealing silently to him who sees the elements of truth in them. Give him your thoughts, and he will give them back as miracles. Spend 15 minutes, thus when you awake, and gladly give another 15 minutes before you go to sleep. Your ministry begins as all your thoughts are purified. And we will hourly remember him, who is salvation and deliverance. As we give thanks, the world unites with us and happily accepts our holy thoughts, which heaven has corrected and made pure. Now has our ministry begun at last to carry around the world the joyous news that truth has no illusions and the peace of God through us belongs to everyone. And now we'll do our practice. Lesson 151, all things are echoes of the voice of God.
No one can judge on partial evidence. That is not judgment. It is merely an opinion based on ignorance and doubt. Lesson 151. All things are echoes of the voice of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Amen. That was beautiful, friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Good morning, it's Karen. I'm dying to share. This book is called The Course in Miracles, and yesterday it it was like I had an, a living experience of what a miracle is. Um, first, I told you all my story and all my despair and all my dark thoughts. And one of Lori's first reactions to me or responses to me, excuse me, was um, something about not judging the feelings, like to feel them. And I wasn't giving myself any permission to feel what was happening. I was rejecting it and trying to deny it and saying, this is wrong because this is an illusion. And I was fighting and fighting just feeling what was coming up. So it was as if I was trying to use the right thoughts against the feelings, and it kept me in conflict. And when she gave me permission to feel, I just I just felt like this wall go down, and I felt all these, you know, extremely deep, dark feelings just pass through me really quickly, actually. And then later in the afternoon, um, I was... Uh, just in a quiet moment, and I was still feeling all the chaos and all the illusions of the ego mind, and all of a sudden, I just realized I was in this perfectly beautiful, peaceful space. The birds were singing, and my home is gorgeous, and I live in this very peaceful community, and there's not a single thing out of uh, a divine beauty except my mind. And all of a sudden I had this realization that, that that was something I could just step out of. And I dropped it. And it was a miracle of perception. Exactly. The voice of God. You know, all things are echoes of the voice of God. It's just a moment of recognizing stillness was there. Peace was there. Light was there. And even though there was this huge, loud story and all these stormy emotions and all kinds of dark chaos, it was like it wasn't even here. It wasn't even in the moment. It wasn't even present. It was all in false mind, the mind of falsehood and deception and illusion of ego. And I meditated more on it this morning with the um, lesson that we just went through, thinking in terms of the five senses and the world that the five senses presents to us, you know, worlds where there are courts and 
very scary, you know, custody battles and judgments about whether I'm, you know, acting, living uh, and engaged in full life according to the world. And I saw guilt. I saw fear. I saw judgments. And I saw that I projected some of it out on other people and and it was my own, of course, but also that that um, it was old stories, past stories, just swirling uh, beliefs in falsehood. And in retrospect, I can say that the last five days was harsh, but it was a good lesson in not being um, consumed by it, you know, and not being swallowed up by hard things that are happening, but to keep the trust and to keep the the faith in the all things are echoes. I mean, I can see this whole picture of what was happening, and I could see that this is the hand of God bringing healing to this situation. And, you know, I can't judge it. I can't interpret it. What do I know? You know, God has a plan, and it always works out if you just be patient and trust. And imposing my ego's uh, interpretations and values and fears and all the rest of it into the situation just leads to a very sick mind. But to, to just sit back and rest in the holiness of God is allowing the healing to come allowing the miracle to come forth. So anyway, I just want to apologize for yesterday. Um, But once again, you know, by sharing it with this Christ-minded community, great, great things um, came forth, and I'm so deeply grateful. I'm complete. And that was so beautiful. Just beautiful. Thank you. While you were speaking, I had the... I had the image of Christ walking on the water uh, and just walking mm-hmm. right through into the mind. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Um, can I just say one more thing? If you hadn't given me permission to feel, it was like that wall of emotions that I was judging against was blocking the ability to let the Christ light in. It was like ego... You know, judging against those feelings was also holding everything in in the darkness. So thank you for that. It was a great lesson. And it wasn't like I went into a big story about anything. It was just, it, just letting down the walls and let it flow through me. And it, it vanished instantly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I've done Hi. that times. Thank you. Hi, this is Robin Marie, and it's brought up something that, um, some feelings that I, oh, I don't know exactly how to say this. My my daughter, my younger daughter, was kidnapped and missing for six days, and she was raped, and she was given drugs, and they were going to send her away, and she decided that that after she, that happened to her, that she uh, she tried to go back to college. She was in her first year of college, and she went 
up north to college and somebody came in and suggested she join the Navy and that's what she did. And she became one of two people in her camp, in her boot camp uh, in North Carolina who was, you know, the best at that, you know, making her bed and doing the exercises. She was very good at sports. And uh, after that kidnapping, I was told by many people that she would experience something that would be very difficult for her in her late 30s, early 40s. And I didn't believe it. I said, no, that does not have to happen. That that incident, that one week, um, did not take away who she is. And... Um, then talking, hearing you talk today, Karen, brought that up again. And I'm thinking my daughter is going through some depression now. And um, maybe she thinks it's associated to that. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what it is. I think she pushes herself too hard. I think she's like such an achiever that she didn't, she doesn't, and also she has three kids and a husband <laughs> and a job, you know, that she doesn't carve out time to herself to do nothing. I mean, not maybe I shouldn't say nothing because that's what's been said a lot in this reading, but I mean, do contemplation, meditate, and she's an incredible artist. And so... I don't know. I just wanted to share that. I don't have any answers, but her name is Hana, and lifting her up today. Thank you. I'll join you with that, Robert Marie. Yes, me too. Hi, this is Yogi Chris. Just wanted to say hi. I'm listening listening in stillness and receiving any echoes as I listen. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Robin Marie, thank you. So powerful. I'm just, you know, I'm just taken back by it. Thank you so much. I'm complete. Thank you. It's yours. And I work to remember that I and all of my singing brothers and sisters are as God created us. And that's the fundamental aspect of our existence. And God created us 
by simply thinking of us. And his thought simply extended itself. And it was shattered into billions of pieces as we beheld it and thought of it. In truth, we're still that single thought of God. Nothing has ever happened to change that. It is remembering that that I can accept that all things, all things are echoes of the voice for God. What my work is, is to kind of undo the belief in separation, to recognize that the separation never occurred. And when I remember that, then all of these uh, what I see as separate bodies are done. And what I see as separate experiences are undone. There is only one real experience, and that is the recognition that I am one with God and with all of his creation. And that all of my creations are one with me. My creations are all of the extensions of love that I have ever experienced. last paragraph of my reading today. Not before that, but one before paragraph 62. The happy learner meets the conditions of learning here. And as he, I, also miss the conditions of knowledge 
in the kingdom. All this lies in the Holy Spirit's plan to free me from the past and open to open up the way to freedom for me. In the past is everything that has occurred up until this very moment. And that's the challenge for me is accepting that everything that has occurred up until this moment I'm free from all of that. It is so tempting to drag the past, even the last minute, into this instant. He tells me elsewhere, this only instant would I give to you, be you in charge. So if, if I really want peace, freedom, happiness, not just for me, but for the world, and for all those who seem to be separate from me. Then I have to accept the Holy Spirit's plan to free me from the past and open up the freedom for me. For truth is truth. Truth is true. That is one of the toughest lessons I've had to learn. It's because I keep slipping back into that which is false, that Jesus is telling me that's not true. Nothing you have thought apart from God, apart from Jesus, apart from the Holy Spirit, is true. Only the truth is true. That's what I will work on today. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Those are, words are beautiful. I just want to, this is Aya. I want to say to Bob and Marie and everybody, I don't know if it will help 
you feel any better or not, but know that at this present time, people that have done things like the people that did that to your daughter and even more things than that uh, are being rounded up by um, good good people in from the military and people like that and um, put in prison and if their crimes were considered high enough like high high crimes and treason, some of them have been executed. They did that, and worse than that, with a whole big ring of many, many people. And um, I don't know exactly when, but soon, definitely by this time next year, I would think, and maybe a lot sooner, we'll hear, we'll all hear more about that. Um, and a lot of good things that are coming to to restructure this world so that no, it doesn't cover everything. It doesn't cover everything, but, you know, you'd be surprised at how much it'll help to, with the money, with the, um, declaring peace with all nations, with all kinds of things, um, really good things that will help all of us in our daily lives um, and in the world and getting along better with other countries in the world. So I just wanted to say that, give you some hope, um, even though it's a worldly hope, it's still something it is to me at least. So God bless, and uh, I'm complete. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I I have never had a feeling of hatred toward the people who hurt Hannah. My son, however, did, and he was really wanting to get retribution and. I just always think about, um, you know, how I really want the prisons to change so that the people in there can be rehabilitated, how I want uh, money for people who can't afford to take care of their children to come into their children. Yeah, the whole system needs needs to be flipped upside down pretty much. But thank you for, for your share. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you, Robert Marie. Yeah, I thank, thank you. you for your loving con- concern. It's it's beautiful. And this is Jessica, and I just want to. Uh, I don't know if I can tie this in with the reading, but I mean, tie the reading in with the discussion. Um, but part of the reading that really is is getting my attention today is the first two paragraphs um, where he he makes it very clear that um, he needs happy learners. Holy Spirit needs a happy learner. I want to be a happy learner. I want to be what Holy Spirit needs. But I, apparently I'm devoted to misery, so I have to realize that what I'm looking for to make me happy is not what I need to be looking for. It's not going to make me happy. You know, this has so confused you that you have undertaken to learn to do what you can never do, believing that unless you do can learn it, you will not be happy. You know, 
we all know there are different things that we think will make us happy, whatever they are. There's a long list. <laughs> and the endless, the ego has an endless list, and it's seek and do not find. Um, you don't realize that the foundation on which this most peculiar learning goal depends means absolutely nothing. So the ego thought system is basing our happiness and our search for happiness on things that are just not, they're not. They're not. God is, and the rest of it is not. So it makes sense to me to think that if I have this or do this or be with this person or go, that it's going to make me happy. And sometimes it does temporarily, but it's not really it's not really what the happy learner, you know, I'm not the happy learner that way. And then this really catches my attention. Have faith in nothing and you will find the, quote, treasure that you sought, <laughs> which is really, you know, here he is with his sense of humor. If I have faith in nothing, I will find it. I will find nothing. The treasure I thought thought was nothing because I because I I have faith in these things which are nothing um, and as long as I have faith in those things I'm gonna find nothing <laughs> I don't know it's so funny yet I will add another burden to my mind already burdened or I wouldn't have thought another so my mind was already burdened because I was kind of like thinking, how did I get here? What am I doing here? Why? What's going on? And so then on top of that, I'm like looking for something in all the places where all the things that are nothing. Okay, and then this is the real, the real one that caught my attention. You will believe that nothing is of value and will value it. So there's to me, that's a, that's a double entendre. I will believe that nothing is of value. So, for example, you know, a nice new car is of value when it's really nothing. Um, but also, I will believe there, that nothing is of value. So I will be looking for things, and as I discover, oh, this thing isn't making me a happy learner or a happy person, I will decide okay, well, that didn't, that wasn't valuable. Oh, I got married to this person I was in love with, and that didn't really make me happy long-term. So therefore, nothing is of value. There is nothing of value, is what I conclude. That's kind of the two different meanings of nothing that I, that I understand in this paragraph. That not only am I valuing something that isn't really valuable, but I'm also having no faith that there is something to value. Um, and so going on from there, the rest of the, the paragraph, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I just wanted to bring out that, that those two meanings of nothing because um, I think it's a really, it's part of what makes the misery he talks about in the first paragraph is that feeling that, like, oh, I thought this thing was going to make me happy. I thought this award 
publishing this book, which I've never done, but, you know, theoretically, um, having a, a gallery showing. I thought that was the valuable thing that was really going to make me feel happy. But clearly that's not it. And so um, I think depression can come from sort of a, an accumulation of recognitions that these things are not valuable and then concluding that there is nothing that will be making me happy. And of course we know that that's, that's not true because he's teaching us what will make us happy and what will and how to become happy learners. Thank you guys for being there on this path with me. I'm complete. Thank you, Jessica. That was a nice little walk through that. Thank you, Jessica. Wow. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, thank you, Jessica. Uh, good morning, it's Donna. Um, I really have been enjoying the shares. Uh, this is uh, Jesus brings uh, such humor to this. <laughs> I was like laughing at some of his his um, comment or his teachings in the section today. One of my favorite lines is, "Simplicity is very difficult for twisted minds." <laughs> you know, and uh, the last couple of days. Well, I guess maybe just yesterday, you know, I was I was talking to a, a really dear friend, and we were we were both having these high drama days, you know, yesterday, and um, uh, you know, where we've made nothing into something, and and um, and stumbled into the idea that it could be real, it could be making something out of nothing. So anyway, uh, of course, all that was resolved but it's um it was funny reflecting back on the process of the mind you know as it takes something and um and you know i guess for me you know faith is never a problem it's what i place my faith in you know if i place my faith in nothingness i can make it seem really real and the more value i put on it the more real it becomes you know, it's um, it's where you know ego makes where uh, God creates, and um, we can get the the two confused where one's nothing and and the and the other, of course, is is heaven. It's everything. So I I really have to be honest. And he says he says that in the reading we have to I have to look honestly to see. Where do I have place my faith? And that's the same as saying, what do I believe is real? Do I believe this story is real? And it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't mean I don't experience it as real. And um, you know, man's inhumanity to man. Some of the horrendous things that we can witness. But as far as uh, value goes, I value my peace of mind more than anything, more than anything. And, um, you know, Jesus tells me that that's the whole motivation for doing this course because a peaceful mind is a very powerful mind. You know, it, it's um, a peaceful mind is a present mind. Um, it's present uh, with God. 
and it's not out there. Time traveling and past regrets or future worries. It's uh, centered in truth. And and um, I practice a lot um, making uh, that my home, that, that space my home here and now. And... Um, because I, my mind will get into trouble if I let it wander off into time, and um, so I, you know, I, I practice that a lot. I'm not always successful, but of course, the remedy of forgiveness always brings me back home. You know, it's just doing a U-turn in my mind and bringing my my awareness back to this present moment and resting there with God. And um, pretty much God does the rest. <laughs> you know, I just have to be present with him. And then um, the frightening stories that I seem to be experiencing, they truly do fade away in importance. It doesn't mean something didn't happen or, um, I, you know, I regret that it happened to either myself or, or a loved one. Uh, but as far as my peace of mind is concerned, it's really important for me to be honest with where I've placed my faith because until I can own my perceptions and take responsibility for them, I can't let them go. You know, I can't forgive them and see beyond them. It's like they run me rather than me, you know, with that... The lesson where Jesus says, I have a kingdom, I must rule. And I rule that kingdom, which is my mind, with Holy Spirit. And um, and if I don't rule that kingdom, the ego can walk in and rule it, rule it for me. And then I show up as a victim, which is not a very comfortable place to be. I think everyone has had that experience, feeling that they were a victim and having to heal that and know that um, it's my kingdom, this is my world, and I can um, decide to choose to make it heaven or hell. That's always my choice. Um, so uh, this whole section, um, you know, is, is about, for me, being honest, you know, first getting honest and then being present with, Holy Spirit and look at looking looking at what I've made and it's that question Jesus asks us to ask um, do you like what you made <laughs> it's not about guilt but it's about um, being honest to what I behold and what I've done with it and what I've either made through the ego or created with God co-created with God and of course, one's love, and the other one's terrifying. Can be terrifying. So, um, it, it's a very wonderful. Um, I don't know about a happy learning. I mean, I'm happy after the learning's accomplished. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I'm happy to be uh, healed and be back at peace. Uh, but um, the learning part can seem tricky sometimes. Uh, but I'm always glad that forgiveness is there for me to utilize in getting past um, and getting beyond and seeing beyond the nothingness of illusions uh, and misinterpretations um, 
to see that it's all love all the time. And just because I'm not seeing it or perceiving it doesn't mean it's not there. You know, um, I'm reminded that Jesus says that vision's my greatest need. You know, it's seeing what's actually there. You know, that's, that's to me is is being in heaven, you know, because what's actually there um, is the love of God. But, boy, you got to tramp through a bunch of poop sometimes to get to it. <laughs> but that's okay because I know that the outcome will always be a peaceful, happy outcome. So, anyhow, I'm babbling now, so I'm complete. Thanks again for all your shares today. Thank you, Lana. That was so enjoyable. Thank you, Lana. That was. Thank you, Lana. Yeah, thank you, Lana. Thank you. This is Donna. And um, I found um, uh, Jessica's light sheet added on those um, paragraphs. Mind-blowing. And what came to me was some other things I heard. Take, take our mind off the problem because the wrong level is being confirmed. And um, that became very clear from, to me from what she was how she was reinterpreting in a language I could understand <laughs> those paragraphs. And then from paragraph 58, and also from the lesson, from paragraph 58, Jesus says, Offer your face to me, and I will place it gently in the holy place where it belongs. And from the lesson and that sentence from 58, I got a commitment, quote-unquote, prayer uh, for my continued study, which goes like this. I give my faith, my thoughts to you, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Restore truth, hyphen life, where it already is. Amen, and I am complete. Thanks be to God. Oh, that was beautiful, Donna. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Donna. Hi, this is uh, Yogi Chris. I really enjoy the depth of the sharing, the sharing of experiences, and especially Karen's um, results from listening to the love pouring through Lori and applying it. I um, And all the feedback, of course, it's very wisdom-filled and... I am so happy and grateful to be here in so many ways. Um, I'm trying. I'm a 
attempting to condense everything I heard in a concise, short um, share as I'm about to share. Um, so bear with me as I am here only to be truly helpful. Um, you might hear some fan background uh, noise. So again, bear with me. I love, I love the reminder that uh, Jesus gives us in this lesson 151. And I'll, I might speak a little fast to get everything I, I want to share in this share that we could receive now God's echoes in everything we see within. Again, for me, it's within um, that we could see through the wholeness and completely, completeness that we are, that we could just pause and observe what the senses communicate to us instead of believing the reaction, sort of what Karen decided to do within herself and seeing the rewards of that. Uh, you know, we could be in certainty and confidence within as we observe whatever comes up from the ego to be undone. Um, all these are reminders to me that this lesson presents. Uh, we could be non-judgmentally and watching in a non-believing awareness of that that is the ego is presenting about the past as it's happening in the moment, of course, um, which takes, I'm, I'm so grateful for the mind discipline, uh, the mind training of the course and other uh, modalities that I've been a part of to kind of don't allow the ego to grow in my mind for an extended period of time as the 12 steps rent some space in my mind. Uh, and be um, non-believing of the limitation and judgments that the ego presents inside as we do activities that are ours to do, of course. Um, yeah, there is a thought system that could be there, and many, for many, there are these lack, fear, and limitations. But with loving acceptance, it could be undone. Um, and just gently accepting what we see, what the body's eyes uh, report to us within ourselves. God's always is there to innocently evaluate that for us, uh, to honor what we are, which he lovingly supports through the Holy Spirit, of course. Um, just accepting the loving messages of who we truly are as our identity instead of what the ego wants us to identify with. Um, we could be loving witnesses of what happens within us and to us and judge and gently let it, let the Holy Spirit judge it for us um, and extract the loving lesson that is being shown, even if it's really uncomfortable. And of course, really uncomfortable situations are a challenge to be accept, witness within us and let it move. Um, but there is that way of processing something. I'm not 
saying it's easy, but it's simple. Um, simple is always not easy to the ego. It doesn't like simplicity. Um, yeah, we could. Um, I'm just looking at the lesson and extract it. What I like about it. Uh, we could be the the accepting watcher of these reactions, these feelings that come up, and receive the clean interpretation for ourselves. Um, uh, and see the purity in everything which God wants us to do. Wait a minute. See purity in, in these atrocities in the world? Yet there is a more loving way of looking at even atrocities. There's no level of difficulties in making a shift from fear to love and seeing it in a loving way. Of course, my higher self of God can purify that thought and give honor to that son of God, that child of God, despite his or her criminal activities, her lies, her deceits, her or his or her uh, stealing or whatever the misconduct is. Really, it's a mistake in their minds. They're taking something from the ego instead of the Holy Spirit because of their unconsciousness. So can we extend mercy and compassion towards them as that happens? And more importantly, towards ourselves and give honor to ourselves in forgiveness, in seeing it in a more loving way. Um, and create a space in our minds where this message of this lesson that God wants us to create a space in our minds where loving thoughts from him can correct and purify anything. Be that space that brings God's peace to everything that comes into us and in every moment. Um, now my mind is searching for an example of what I just shared. Um, oh, uh, someone is trying is a, in the process of uh, supporting me in my loving um, financial experience, and as she was attempting to do that, I witnessed something from the past of someone that really wanted to deceive me and the results of that. Uh, so it was nice that that situation was an echo for God, that I forgave her, thus forgave myself about that belief from the past, and took responsibility for how I was interpreting that and feeling instead of blaming her for something that happened to me in the past. And see the results of that. What she was trying to do is being a caring friend and showing her strength to me so I could embrace it. And that's what the Holy Spirit was doing for me through her. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for allowing that. That was beautiful. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And uh, 
as this is Lemoyne, I, w- I want to thank you all for your shares. Um, and I do mean all, this, despite the fact that I'm only going to pick out a few here. <clears throat> I I really appreciate uh, the humor that that you point at, Jessica. This thing of uh, by seeking nothing, we get you know things that are ephemeral or temporal or temporary, and being a form, they will pass. And in seeking them, we seek nothing, and. Um, and as, you know, as the text is pretty clear, if you gain them, well, then it becomes something else to seek and so forth. This process goes on. Uh, but it really what is going on is short of what, you know, the instruction here is to really accept that only the truth is true. And uh, escape this rather laughable cycle where he says something like, the Son of God can suffer nothing. And my first response is, yeah, yeah, I can, as I have. And uh, and to get beyond it to what what is really going on here, well, I think um, in terms, at least in terms of the chapter, which starts with the sentence, "All therapy is released from the past," and that is why the Holy Spirit is the only therapist. He teaches that the past does not exist a fact which belongs to the sphere of knowledge and which therefore no one completely in the world knows. It would be, it would indeed be impossible to be in the world with this knowledge. For the mind that knows this, that the past does not exist, unequivocally, knows also that it dwells in eternity. It knows it is ever it knows that it, the mind, is everywhere just as it has everything and forever. And I think this is the truth, you know, to say the truth is true is is merely a tautology in, in logic. It it doesn't in rational logic it doesn't say anything else. But given the axiom that the truth is what is eternally true, always has been and will be and must be now um, true, that uh, this is the instruction to look through the the forms and and uh, action and through whatever judgments I've formed, which having formed them, they are, they are in the past and they are about things that must be even further in the past and that none of that is a firm place to 
understand and recognize the truth so that the perception can be healed um, because you know the problem is one of perception if, if um, well I mean not say if but say you know what I understand the purpose of the separation was to allow for relationship where what is all can know itself and therefore it is a um, present moment extension of creation beyond form you know spirit entering form and reaching beyond form back to spirit that is in in a real sense the new completion of cycle of creation and that this is what is intended here <clears throat> and uh, you know it's so easy to get distracted by the fact that dust and it's a glass <laughs> or a war or a body and uh yeah, so to go a little bit further, I think I think this is a good this is a good reminder about what looking inward means to see this truth of of uh, that's expressed in things like saying um, love is as God is that that is. And an, an eternal truth that life is as God is you know, beyond the physical life life is what animates the physical then life is as God is and that this kind of truth can be achieved by looking inward <clears throat> um, as well as discovered by looking outward and seeing it in you know everywhere in everything by seeing all things as the echo of the voice of God um, I just had to this this section is tied so beautifully to the lesson today anyway um, from Release and Restoration, Section 4. When you maintain that you are guilty, but the source lies in the past, <clears throat> you are not looking inward. And I think the same is true for, is, so it can be stated. When you maintain that the Son of God is guilty, but the source lies in the past, <clears throat> you are not looking inward. The past is not in you. Your weird associations to it have no meaning in the present. Yet you let them stand between you and your brothers with whom you find no real relationships at all. Can you expect to use your brothers as a means to, quote, solve the past and still see them as they really are? 
Salvation is not found by those who use their brothers to resolve problems which are not there. You wanted not salvation in the past. Would you impose your idle wishes on the present and hope to find salvation now? Determine then not to be as you were. Use no relationship to hold you to the past, but with each one, each day, be born again. A minute, even less, will be enough to free you from the past and give your mind and peace over to the atonement. Over to the Holy Spirit. When everyone is welcome to you, as you would have yourself be welcome to your Father, you will see no guilt in you, for you will have accepted the atonement which shone within you all the while you dreamed of guilt and would not look within and see that spark of life that is eternal, given that life is as God is. And I, I, yeah, I think pretty much leave it just about there, except uh, return to today's reading. Behold your brothers in their freedom and learn of them how to be free of darkness. The vision of Christ is given the very instant that it is perceived. Where everything is clear, it is all holy. The quietness of its simplicity is so compelling that you will realize it is impossible to deny the simple truth. For there is nothing else. God is everywhere, and his Son is in him with everything. I meant to meant to thank more people who shared earlier. I can do that on the after the recording. Um, I do feel called to ask Lori. Do you have something you'd like to offer as a share? Um, just very simply, uh, I'm reminded that he said earlier in this work that it's possible to hear even in this world only one voice. And it was the final lesson I learned. Uh, So my lesson for the day is simply uh, to let my mind be a tuning fork for truth. And, um, And when it is, when I can attune to the truth like a tuning fork, what comes is so compelling and so... Um, attractive and so inspiring 
Well, the word compelling is a beautiful word. But I'm drawn to unite with it. This voice, give him your thoughts and he will give them back purified like a tuning fork. And this you'll know because you understand it. It is possible in this world to hear only one voice. And when I vibrate with it, everything's perfect because everything was always perfect. And um, those thoughts that I thought without the mind of God just disappear because they have no further attraction to me. Um, So I will defer to the compelling today. Only truth is true, and what a relief it is to know that I have a point of reference that I can attune to. That makes me pretty happy. I'm complete. Oh, thank you. Thanks for that. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lemoyne and Lori. Praise the Lord. Very nice. Beautiful. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. I'll echo that. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lori. And on to the alcohol.